Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello, lovely ladies. I am so excited to have you back for this episode because we are going to be talking to Katerina DiFalco. She's always wanted to do something about food. So 10 years ago, her life got out of balance because of work and kids and cooking, and it was becoming a struggle. Eating good food and daily family dinners is her top priority each day. So she figured out how to keep making this happen. And it's a system, stock it, prep it, roll it, and toss it. She has helped friends for more than 10 years manage dinner time and learn the art of eating. She has watched so many families struggle for what's for dinner, picky eaters, and food in general, and this inspired her to write her book. And it's her mission to help families connect and even heal by sharing good food together. I am so excited because family dinners are like a big thing in my house, so I cannot wait to welcome her on. Hello, Katerina. Hello, Johanna. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am thrilled to be here. I love talking about food and family dinner <laughs> and business. And isn't it perfect when they're combined, right? I love food. I love business. I love family. It is now my dream job. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have a tradition here on the Stable Mama podcast. And the very first question we always ask is, how do you keep stability in your family, your home, your mind as you build your business? Well, this is an easy question for me to answer, but it may be a shocking answer for your listeners to hear. And for me, it is sitting down to dinner every night. It is absolutely my favorite time of day. And we're going to get into why and why it actually creates stability because most people that I see, and that's why I'm here, they don't feel that way about mealtime. Dinner time is stressful. And when I say it's my favorite time of the day, people look at me like I'm crazy, but it can happen. So we'll get to that. Awesome. No, I love it. Uh, we have just st recently started focusing on family mealtimes and it has been a huge game changer in our family. And so I love your message. I cannot wait to start spreading it. How did you get started in this wonderful business? So how I got into this and how does family dinner create stability in my life? It is the easiest opportunity that we have every day to connect with our children and form stronger bonds and connections, but it is a, it's a way for us to nourish ourselves and our families. So how I got into this, the story goes back 30 years and don't worry, I'm not going to start there. <laughs> we would be here for a long time. It's a long story, but the short version is I lived in France when I was in my early twenties. I grew up in an Italian home, so I've been around food my whole life, but something happened when I was in France and I just em embraced the culture and the art of eating there. 
And when I came back, I wanted to do something around food and France, hopefully. And it just never worked out. Then I fell into finance and it's been an amazing career. I've had the opportunity to help so many families and, and I've been in private practice for 27 years. Although I was feeling, um, it's been amazing as I said, but I was always feeling this longing and something missing around my original passion work. So all my entire life, I've been helping families create a family legacy in the form of wealth and pass on material property. And again, it's been very rewarding. But 10 years ago, you know, I've been haunted by this <laughs> food thing my whole life. 10 years ago, actually it was about 13, I said, I'm going to do something with this. And I had my little side thing going. I was importing food and I was thinking about writing a blog. I had a website and I thought if I could share good food and a way of eating and give tips on how to put really simple European style food on the table to really embrace what I call the art of eating for, for American families and get everybody to the table and have this experience that I could start to change the world, right? And none of it worked. I just have a lot of really funny <laughs> failed business stories. But through these years that I've been raising kids, I have a 17, a 16, and 13 year old, I have seen families struggle with dinner time, with food, women's relationship to food, that it's, you know, looking at food like it's, it's like chocolate cake, I'm not going to eat that, I'll get fat, that's not good for me, and this whole relationship around food and the stress around dinner. And today, really, we are so busy, we're relying more and more on convenience foods and everybody's plugged into their devices, there's, there's a social disconnect happening, right? And food solves all these problems, it brings us together. Oh, I'll, I'll get to the benefits. I'm on like three tangents right now, I think. But this, so this desire to do something has been there my whole life. And it was about four years ago, you know, three years ago, I, I really quit. I just said, you know, I can't figure this out. And then two years ago, I realized it's a book. I'm going to put all of the things that I've learned in 30 years around cooking and helping my friends for 10 years get to the table, simplify dinner, inspire them to embrace the art of eating. And I put that into a book, which is coming out soon. Yeah, that's the short version, really. <laughs> There's a lot more to it, but it's my mission to, to bring families to the table. And I've seen them not only strengthen their connections, but I've seen families heal. People have told me that it's strengthened their marriage. Again, I hear game changer a lot. And it's just simply sharing good food together. And of course, the system to helping them make it happen because... It sounds simple, but I know there's a lot of real obstacles and struggles around getting to the table. Yes, yes. Let's dive into that. Because like I said, getting to the table for us and having dinner together as a family has been a game changer, but it has also kind of been a big pain in the butt. So I would love to hear anything you have on simplifying that process. I will share that with you right now. And it is a process and I call it stock it, prep it, roll it, and toss it. And that definitely needs, <laughs> it definitely needs a, a definition to it. So here we go. My own challenge in getting dinner to the table has been there. Of course, I've been in practice. I have my little side thing going, trying to write a book. And it really kicked in about 10 years ago when my children just got bigger. You know, when they were babies, I made their baby food and I did all this crazy Martha Stewart stuff around food. And then they got bigger and they started eating a lot more. And then they started activities and I had to figure out a way to keep doing what I was doing, 
which was the commitment to be at the table, but with home-cooked food and the way that I wanted to eat, really good food. So I started shortcutting all these fancy recipes that I gathered over the years, and I, I didn't realize I was creating a system, and it took years, but I keep things stocked, and that means sourcing, if you're sourcing from a local farm, which I do, and they deliver, so I am the queen of shortcuts, just let's say that right now. So I have farm grass-fed meat delivered twice a month, like the delivery queen. If it's delivered, it's here, like I don't go anywhere. So they deliver my meat, and I have a French chef that I found out east who makes this French sausages and pâtés that I like. It doesn't matter what kind of food anybody likes, we can find, it could be a vegan anything. You find people that you can source from, there's so many things online, imported pastas, olives, olive oils, I and mean, we can really find anything today. And so sourcing from the outside, but also making things that you have stocked. And I have a whole bunch of ideas on how families can get involved in this, and date night in the kitchen is one of my favorites. Maybe we can get to that today for a good tip for everybody. But making a soup and then freezing it. You have some and then you stock a little bit of that. Meatballs, a lasagna. So when we get ready to make dinner, we can think about it in the morning. So we have this in the freezer, we take it out to thaw, and then we know when we come home, we have a little game plan. And a lot of what I talk about is prepping it. Not in the, tr the way that we think the connotation of meal prep that's kind of going around today, but little to no cooking. Like we eat a lot of tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, and salt and pepper salad in France, right? Uh, melon and prosciutto. It could be a pasta that just has olive oil and fresh basil chopped on top. And so really not much cooking, but when you have fabulous ingredients, you don't need to be complicated. The simplest food can be so amazing. And that's really the base of eating in the south of France and in Italy where I come from. So that's the prep it part. And my mission is to give as many ideas on simple prepping ideas, having things that are stocked, helping moms you know, finding the time, well, we'll get to that in a minute too, but finding the time, because there's a lifestyle component to what we're doing here, right? We have to find the time to do this. And um, so being stocked and then rolling it, there is so much food waste in our culture today. And uh, I see this time and time again, where moms, I call it the, the muscle of kitchen intuition. I want to invoke this, have moms build this muscle of having kitchen intuition where we're not married to recipes and we're not stressed about diving, you know, researching recipes and having all the, the perfect exact ingredients for that recipe. Cause I, I see that stressful for moms and dads, but being able to look in your refrigerator and see a little bit of this and a little bit of that, or this little odds and ends leftover that wouldn't be enough for a meal for your whole family. But what can you do to roll that into something else? And some examples, quick examples are a leftover, uh, somebody actually gave me this for a question there. They said, I have leftover boneless pork loin chops or pork, pork loin ribs. And I said, fabulous, but there's not enough for everybody. So chop that up in little pieces, saute some garlic in a pan with olive oil, throw the meat in. If you have some herbs like rosemary or thyme would go great with that. I like to add a splash of wine to things I'm cooking just for a, a, a lover, layer of flavor and the alcohol cooks off. But if you're not comfortable with kids, it's totally cool. You don't need to do that. 
and maybe a splash of cream, but you don't need that. It's, so if you didn't have the cream and you didn't have the butter and you didn't have the garlic or you didn't have the herb, it's okay. It's still gonna be fabulous. It's just those good ingredients. Maybe you have the pan drippings from the meat. That's all you need. And you toss it with a pasta. Maybe have a salad or a soup or some fresh tomatoes for a first course. And then we'll talk about dessert. We have to do that before I get off because <laughs> dessert's mandatory here. So that's the roll it part. And the toss it part is literally toss it. And I don't want anyone to throw food at anybody or in the garbage, but just maybe not buy it again. Um, some examples would be a jarred pasta sauce because it's just not as good, even a great brand that's organic, et cetera, it's not as good as something you make because every time we cook, we put our love to food, we put our energy into the food. And if you have fresh herbs or a good cheese, a nice truffle oil drizzled with um, just over pasta with a little shaved Parmesan is an amazing pasta. And you'll find it on a, on a menu in Italy. We, we can toss out the jarred sauce that could be expensive. It still may have preservatives and chemicals in it, right? And that, that intuition of being able to, well, find the things to put together. But I want to offer a replacement to those go-to things that we, we default to. A lot of convenience foods today, a jarred this, a frozen um, something that we pick up, even if it's organic. It's just, we, we would have better replacements. The food's gonna be more amazing. It creates an experience for our family at the table. And you're gonna save money because anytime we buy food that's prepared or pre-made, <laughs> you know, it costs more. So those, those are the components and those are the parts of the program that I help people work through. And no matter what they like to eat, we build that in, build the system around their own preferences. That's awesome. First of all, Heck yes, we're going to talk about dessert because awesome. I'm a lover of dessert. Fabulous. But no, I love what you're talking about. Um, the stock at the prep at the roll at the toss it. I really, I love the concept. I know you touched on it a little bit about saving money, but the majority of our audience, we are in that struggle phase of our business. So we are probably a lot short on cash. So can you talk more about how we can get dinners to the table quickly and cost effectively? Yes, absolutely. So when we cook our own food and we're buying fresh ingredients, it's always cheaper. Can I say it's always cheaper? Some, there may be a reason why it's not. I don't know, for the most part. <laughs> the, you know, the ingredients themselves are gonna be less expensive than something prepared, right? And we, if we have that intuition about repurposing things and using all the little bits of leftovers or odds and ends things that we have, we won't throw away food. I worked with a mom on Saturday, I was on a call with her and she said, I know there's food in my refrigerator and oh, I do this fun thing on Instagram live on Tuesdays, what's in your kitchen? So I asked people to tell me what they have and then I tell them what they could make with it. It's so fun for me. And she said, I know I have food and I don't, but I don't know what to make. And so we end up eating out and we default a lot to eating out because we don't have the energy, we don't have the time or we don't know what to do. So one thing that, it, that I talk a lot about is date night in the kitchen, I alluded to that a moment ago, or getting your family involved, right? Because this is, we are at Return to the Table creating a family legacy around sitting at the table and having that discussion time. We get to talk on a deeper level. 
but it's the process of getting to the table that allows us to bond also. So getting your kids in the kitchen, so many benefits, fine motor skills, reading, math, community, empathy. I mean, they get all of this from helping you cook. So if you all get together, make a soup and it's frozen, it's a time saver. You're going to save money because you had good food in the freezer, right? And you can make it, you can control what you're buying. Okay, here's a, an easy tip and relates to saving the money. I, I talk a lot about eating in courses. That's a typical European style. There's the first, second, and this is where dessert comes in, right? And I hear a lot, well, I only do that when I go out to a fancy restaurant. So you're going to make your house a fancy restaurant now, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So the first course could be maybe there's two hard boiled eggs, some olives, and a few pieces of dried salami. I would cut that hard boiled egg in half, drizzle it with olive oil or truffle oil would be amazing, or some basil oil or just regular olive oil and salt and pepper. Everybody has a half of an egg and a couple olives and a few slices of dried salami or the kid that doesn't like the olives can have cucumber or the carrots. And it can be any little bits. If you had a piece of quiche left over from dinner, one piece, warm it up, cut it in little squares. That goes with the first course for everybody, like a little appetizer. You're using up your bits and pieces of food. You've created a whole first course for your meal. Now the next course could be a Caesar salad or soup or a pasta or the, the chicken that you made, right? And well, I'm going to save dessert for the end. So having that thoughtful process about, I'm not throwing anything away as long as it's edible. <laughs> so that will help you save money. And there's like a million things you can do with eggs and they're pretty cheap. Actually, this is a, a funny little story. When I was nine, I, I know that I was destined to do this. I'm 51. I remembered when I was writing my book, this story, and I'd completely forgotten it. I was nine and I grew up in a divorced home with a financially struggling mom. And she defaulted to taking us out to eat to fast food, which is kind of funny because she's a health nut now, but she did that because she didn't have the energy to cook and she needed cheap food, right? So, and she really was never much of a cook. But anyway, at nine, I said, you know what I was thinking? We could buy a carton of eggs. They were 89 cents back then. We buy a carton of eggs. We could have scrambled eggs one night, we can have egg salad another night and we can have omelets another night and you only have to buy a few more things and we can probably eat for $3 this whole week. <laughs> and she never took me up on it. We never bought the carton of eggs and explored, but that is a good example. Even today, eggs are not expensive and there's so many things that you can do with eggs, fancy omelets with herbs or a drizzled oil. We can make um, French mimosa, which is the French deviled egg. Ah, I, I want to teach your audience some recipes one day, but I think that's a, a good enough set of examples for how to save money. It comes in different ways, right? Definitely. Yes. No, I love it. And now you have me thinking about eggs. So <laughs> I, know, I always get hungry when I, when I work. <laughs> I see that. I love where this is going. Like I said, I love the aspect of sitting down with your family. I love the idea that you could save money and possibly have those great experiences with your children. All of this sounds wonderful to me. But another thing that's kind of just like in my mind is how do you have this great experience with your family without really getting overwhelmed or stressed about the, the health of the food you're eating or do you understand what I'm saying? I totally do. I didn't expect this question to come up and I'm so excited to answer it because it's the why French women don't get fat. 
question, right? How do the French eat so much? They have all this bread, croissants, dessert, chocolate, and they're thin, but they are in love with food. This is the art of eating. And this is the first foundation of return to the table. In my book, that is what we talk about. We talk about the, why all of this is so important, the benefits to our family, how to make it happen, and the art of conversation. But the foundation thing that we need to have, that skill, is to embrace the art of eating. You're, you're chewing your food slowly. You are more mindful of how you're eating. And when the food is really good and you're savoring it, you're satisfied. When we eat food that's not as good or full of chemicals or preservatives, it's not as satisfying for us, right? And so enjoying your food, eating mindfully, eating slowly, gives you a chance to digest. Okay, so, so the French are so in love with their food and eating really good ingredients and it's very satisfying. It's satisfying physically and it's satisfying emotionally, which when we're satisfied emotionally, we are not likely to snack in the evening. And I have heard that as a big game changer for moms. And eating variety, when we eat in courses, we have that little beginning, we have that little middle, and that's why dessert is so important. I'm still saving that for the end. And we've had all this variety. We're really satisfied and it helps in managing our weight. So. I'm not gonna lie. This was like a light bulb moment for me. When you were talking about being satisfied and therefore you don't eat later. Cause I know I'm always like rushing through my meals and then, you know, you either didn't focus on what you're eating, you didn't eat enough, or emotionally eating. Yeah. Like when I'm super stressed, right? So, I surround uh, myself with food. <laughs> exactly. And so imagine you you go out to a nice dinner at a restaurant, right? And you're relaxed and you have a first course, a soup salad, whatever it is, some entree, and you have your main dish and then you have your dinner. And and how do you feel when you're done with that? Like you're just in this food bliss. You're just um, in this and this is why sharing good food, by the way, at our table like this helps strengthen our bonds and connections. Because when we're in this state, when we eat good food, there's actually a chemical reaction that happens in our brain and we feel safe. Our children feel safe and secure. And they are more likely to talk when they're in that state. And it's a great time. I'm getting ahead of, ahead of myself a little bit, but it's a great time to talk about sensitive issues with them because they're in a good, comfortable state. But, but imagine that feeling, so hold on to that. And now imagine your dinner table on a Wednesday night, yes, in between soccer practice, trying to get back to your desk at nine o'clock, phone calls. But imagine carving out 30 minutes, 30 minutes. I would love it to be 45, but I'll be happy if you do it for 30. <laughs> and you have that first course, which is just a little bit of this you pulled together, or it could be a wonderful soup you made, and then you're done with the soup. Then you're going to serve the next thing. It's not all plated at the same time because we're serving in courses and everybody's waiting. You're going to have your first one. And maybe there's a minute or two people have to wait. The kids have to wait. This is so good for them. And you chat and the soup was good. And then you go and tell, oh my gosh, lasagna is coming now. I love lasagna. And you've already broken your hunger, right? By putting something in your body first. So we're not in the same state as when we're starving and we sit down, there's like this amazing can of lasagna and we just want to scarf it down right? We're, okay, I had the soup. Now I'm going to have a piece of lasagna. And you're chewing slowly, really tasting the food, having conversation, 
you were in a relaxed state when you sat down, it could be two minutes to breathe and sip on some water and just like say hi to everybody before you start eating, just to breathe, to like get ready to eat, right? And then after the lasagna, you're gonna have a third course, the dessert. Let's do dessert now, can we? I oh, love yeah. to shock people and say, it's mandatory, it returns to the table, you have to have dessert. And everyone's like, ah, I'm not gonna feed my kids sugar. And you don't have to. Dessert is the third course and it can be fresh nuts. I talked a lot about fresh nuts this past week and everyone's like, whoa, that's cool. I never thought about just cracking nuts. My kids loved to crack nuts when they were little. And I've had five families tell me this week their, their kids are like so into cracking nuts. They, game changer, they're like, who knew? They're sitting at the table longer, like little kids that usually are bouncing off the table. They're cracking nuts. That's their little dessert. They're staying at the table. I mean, it's good for your motor skill. There's a discussion around the nuts. Somebody told me they had this great discussion around with the different kinds of nuts that might lead to where they come from, that might lead to where is that tree in the world, that may lead to talking about that part of the world. And now we're having a return to the table dinner conversation. It's educational, right? So it could be fresh nuts, it can be clementine. I love good dark chocolate, and we will do that a couple times a week with just one small piece. And when you eat a good dark chocolate that's not like high in sugar content, it's satisfying. Like you don't want more. When you eat the sugary kind of chocolate, it's like M&M's, you can't stop, right? It's got the chemical-y stuff in it. <laughs> so it can be a cookie you make. It can be yogurt and a drizzle of honey. It can be fresh berries and a dollop of cream. It can just be as I said, a clementine or a shared apple. I grew up with my dad cutting apples for dessert and he passed out apple slices to everybody. We just had a bite or two of apple. It's like exciting, it's fresh, it's crisp, it's sweet. It satiates you on every level, right? And now we've had all these courses, sounds exact, I'm like I'm exaggerating, but we had these three courses over a period of time, 30 minutes goes really fast when you eat like this. You've had the time to talk, Everybody's in this emotional bliss state. You have had all this variety, even if it's the simplest thing you're putting on the table tonight. There were a lot of flavors, a lot of different things. And so you're done eating until you get hungry the next day and it's time to eat again. Like the, 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 the feeling of needing to snack is, is you know, really going to be less risky for you later. I love that. So if I could just rephrase what you said, you're essentially redefining dessert. It's just the third course. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie. When you first said nuts and I'm over here thinking about chocolate, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but as you continued and the idea of redefining what dessert is and being excited for essentially a third course or something to just kind of wrap up the meal, I could see how that could be so beneficial instead of thinking of cake and chocolate. When you say dessert, I could now be thinking about berries and fruit and natural sugars and mm -hmm. oh, like fresh cherries of the season. Amazing. And then of course you can do something fun and crazy, but you know, we're, we're talking about dinners for busy parents, busy families. Right. And yes, of course you can go make a cake and make cookies and do like fun stuff. When my kids are little. I used to cut bananas and freeze them on toothpicks and dip them in chocolate. And it was like banana ice cream or just frozen banana. I did alone and they loved it. I mean, there's just a bazillion ideas, right? That, um, or just simply the good fruit of the season. 
And yes, you have to have a little chocolate thrown in there. <laughs> it's good for you. Oh yeah. I love my chocolate. I'm a you chocolate did. lover. <laughs> this has been such an amazing conversation. I have really, really enjoyed it. Um, just the whole idea of coming back to the table and how the amazing benefits and how we can do it. We can do it as busy, crazy moms who have no time. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed this, like I said, and we're going to have to have you back. <laughs> I would love to come back. I, I want to add one more point just to, um, to touch, like really touch on that stability point, because these are about stable mamas, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. To be stable. And you asked me what keeps me stable. And I, of course, I shared sitting down to dinner. It is it's not only the best opportunity for us to connect every day, but it really, it enhances our lives in so many ways. And it's the easiest thing. I, I do not know of another thing we could do every day that can help us connect with our family, strengthen our relationship with our children and our marriages, help us improve our health, manage our weight, reduce our stress, and have more fun and passion in our lives. And it can be done in 30 minutes and if you're prepped and stocked or if you're stocked and you know have to prep things you can have dinner on the table in 15 20 minutes and we deserve this time like we absolutely deserve this time right it's it's like it should be the priority because when we take care of ourselves right we can give more we can take care of our family we can go out there and kill it in the business world and and go hit our dreams and so i think it's absolutely necessary and it will keep us grounded. The last thing, this I promise is the last thing. <laughs> we have these challenges, right? We have so many challenges as entrepreneurs and all the stuff that we're juggling. And sharing those with our kids, when we get to that art of conversation part at Return to the Table, maybe we can do a whole segment on that because that's where the magic happens, right? That's why we're doing this. But sharing with our kids not only education and talking about their day. It has to go deeper than that. And one thing that has been so mm -hmm. beneficial in my family is telling them what's going on with me, but on a really real raw level. And like, I'm not in a good place today. You know, that you come home in a bad mood, you could kick the dog kind of thing. And we're, we're grumbly and we can take it out on our kids and just want to be withdrawn. I didn't want to sit down a couple months ago to the table. And that's not like me. And I just, because I felt like I was failing I could not write this book. I'm still finishing it. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I was absolutely ready to quit. And I told them, I'm not in a good mood. My life, it's very hard. I, mommy has a big problem today. And my son wanted to know what it is. And I said, you know, I can't handle this. I am feeling really bad about myself because I feel like I failed and I, I can't snap out of it. I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. I mean, I was like in a therapy session with a 13 year old and I dumped on him and looks up at me and he goes, mom, you can't quit because people need you. You love this. And, you know, I told you, my friends tell me they eat dinner in their bedroom. You have to help them because I want them to have this. They love coming over here and you have to help their moms and you can do it, mom. And, and this took, you know, he kept going. The conversation was long, but that's the, the, he actually pulled me out of the weeds. And so instead of you know, coming home and kicking the dog and taking out, you know, passive aggressive behavior on your kids, which we've all been guilty of, I'm sure at some point, you know, I just said, here's the deal. I'm not that hero mom on the pedestal. I'm like a crushed soul laying on the floor defeated. And 
he saw me now they've seen the journey they're watching me now right they're watching everything i'm doing and they're supporting me and they're learning so much and this all coming to the table can strengthen i mean it's it's just so rich it gives us stability it enriches our lives and it helps us in so many ways so we just need to get a few recipes together and we're good to go no i like i said i absolutely love this we're definitely going to have you back because i want to dive into that i want not only for us to be able to help mothers come to the table through your wonderful teachings, but how to talk to our kids and get the most out of that time. So again, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Hopefully we'll have you back really soon, maybe next week. <laughs> that would be great. Um, and I just hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joanna. Ciao. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.